Welcome to this SMSF uh, podcast episode uh, where I'll be taking you through some types of investments that you can make in your SMSF. Uh, my name's Philip. I'm your host uh, in this uh, podcast series. Now, this is a very special episode where it's probably going to be uh, divided into a few sections. Uh, I haven't decided how many sections there are yet because it's a fairly lengthy one. It basically deals with uh, different types of investments that your SMSF can make uh, and what are the taxation considerations uh, that you need to look out for. Uh, Now, you've got an investment strategy already, hopefully, in your SMSF uh, and your investment strategy outlines what types of assets uh, you'll be investing in your SMSF in order to make it grow. Hopefully, you will already have that and uh, you'll already be familiar with the different phases in your SMSF uh, from the previous episodes. Now, you might be wondering as to why the uh, cover page uh, has uh, football goals on there. Well, this is all about what are your goals in investing in certain types of assets in your SMSF. What do you seek to achieve? What's your end goal Uh, in making those types of investments. You may be investing in shares or in bonds or in property, but what's your goal? What's your objective at the end of the day? Uh, That's what you need to consider in having your eyes set on a goal uh, that you would like to achieve. Now, as for some of the different types of investments, well, we all know that shares are a very popular type of investment. Uh, a lot of entities have that in their uh, investment portfolio. Uh, now, shares uh, can come in the form of Australian-listed or global-listed shares, or it can also be in the form of units in managed funds, whether it's Australian or international. Now, bear in mind, these uh, shares investing in the stock market, it's a fairly highly risk investment uh, because obviously the market is very volatile, especially in the international stock market. It's very highly volatile. And we've seen what happened in the uh, global financial crisis of 2008. Uh, Australia has recovered uh, uh, quite quite. Uh, fairly quicker than the uh, other international uh, share markets. Uh, But you can see uh, the types of events that happen that cause a share market to tumble. Even nowadays with the COVID pandemic, uh, you've seen uh, that the global markets have taken a huge hit. Uh, Australian markets also have taken a big hit. Uh, They've started to recover, but they've gone down uh, uh, again. So, you know, the markets go up and down in terms of uh, shares and equity. Now, if you are investing in this type uh, in the stock market, you need to do an extensive amount of research uh, before choosing to invest in uh, companies uh, that seemingly provide you, let's say, with a high return, uh, because chances are companies that provide you with a high return each month or each quarter or each year uh, don't really provide you with a high capital growth in the long term, which is what a lot of investors are looking at. And especially in your SMSF, you will need to look at investing in the long term, not just going for one year or two years, uh, because uh, chances are a lot of these companies, uh, they're not going to give you that long term growth. Uh, So you need to do research on uh, 
what are the well-established companies, uh, ones that have really good reputations, ones that, you know, potentially won't let you down and won't let their investors down. Uh, that's a matter for you to decide uh, and for you to uh, have a look into. Uh, now, managed funds, uh, they're basically uh, a type of investment where if you are struggling to diversify your assets, we spoke about that in the investment strategy segment, uh, that you need to have a diversification of your portfolio allocation. Uh, what that does is it minimises uh, your risk, uh, the risk in your portfolio, and it minimises uh, losses uh, from other types of investments uh, that can arise. Uh, managed funds and particularly uh, what we call ETFs, please don't get confused with EFT because EFT is uh, electronic funds transfer. ETF is exchange traded funds. This plus managed funds uh, give you the op opportunity to invest your money in that particular type and then it diversifies your uh, investment. So, for example, uh, this managed fund or the ETF, uh, it may invest in uh, mining companies, banking sector, telecommunication sector, IT sector. Uh, so there's a, a number of areas already where it uh, has a diversity of assets. Uh, so... If you are struggling to diversify, maybe the managed funds or ETFs are a good opportunity for you to take advantage of that. Now, managed funds uh, come to you uh, in the form of a distribution, whether it's quarterly or semi-annually or annually. It depends on the fund's policies and uh, a lot of other factors uh, and also where it invests as well. Uh, likewise, ETFs, uh, they give you the uh, distribution, uh, the distribution uh, opportunity. Uh, again, it depends on where it uh, invests its assets. Uh, now, these distributions are taxable. As you know, they can come in the form of interest or in the form of dividends. Now, shares that come to you in the form of dividends, uh, it means that the company has already paid tax on its taxable profits and it's distributing dividends from its uh, after-tax uh, amounts. Now, dividends can come in the form of a franked component and an unfranked component. Uh, basically, a franked component uh, is where the company has paid income tax and it has what we call a franking account balance. Uh, so from that, again, depending on the policy of the company and on the amount or percentage of uh, franked components, uh, it will attach uh, what we call a franking credit to its frank dividend. And that franking credit where that the company attaches uh, is added to your SMSF as part of the taxable income. Uh, now, that franking credit uh, reduces your tax liability. So let's say, for example, if uh, shares is your only asset in your SMSF, uh, which is something that we don't really recommend, but let's say it is, uh, you're taxed at 15% on the franked and the unfranked component plus the franking credits. 
uh, but then uh, the franking credits, if they exceed your tax liability, which they probably will, uh, then your SMSF will uh, be in a position where it will get a tax refund uh, when it does its annual tax return. Uh, now, your accountant and tax agent will be able to do all of these things for you and will advise you uh, with more uh, precise and more specific advice uh, suited to your own circumstances. Now, if you are a little bit sceptical, uh, going back to shares and managed funds, uh, when you invest in a managed fund, um, it will usually allocate your investment uh, according to the strategy that you wish for it to allocate. So, for example, if you want to use an aggressive strategy, it will allocate your, uh, your funds uh, to companies or to uh, different types of shares uh, that will provide you with high returns every year, but low capital growth. If you choose a more conservative approach, uh, then it's likely that your fund will uh, uh, allocate your assets uh, into a company where it will provide you with more capital growth. And then there's a balanced uh, uh, investment option where uh, it will provide you with a mix of uh, high income and uh, long-term capital growth. So there are a few things that you can uh, look out for and do your proper research on. The other type of uh, investing is uh, bonds. Now, bonds uh, are also uh, a type where you can uh, invest uh, in the, you know, with a share trading account. Uh, now, it's one of the interesting types of investment. Um, uh, it works similar to shares, and the good thing about a bond is it does not move as high and as much as shares move, but it still moves. Now, a bond uh, can be a government bond or a corporate bond, and uh, the different components of a bond, uh, we have a face value. Uh, usually the face value is $100. Uh, so if you purchase one bond, you will pay $100 on that. Uh, generally speaking. Now, because a bond's been in existence in the market for quite some time, you'll usually find that it's worth either more than $100 or less than $100. Now, that happens because of changes in interest rates. Uh, so as interest rates uh, change, whether they go up or down, the bond value also changes, uh, but not as much as the shares change. The other component of the bond is what we call a coupon rate. Uh, now, that is a more competitive rate than an interest. Uh, it can be anywhere between 2 and 5% or maybe 6%, uh, depending on the bond's policies and nature of the bond and uh, the maturity date as well. Uh, so th this coupon, uh, the bond can pay you perhaps quarterly or perhaps every six months or every year, again, depending on its policy and how it uh, pays uh, its coupon rate. Now, uh, the maturity data, uh, that's also another component of the bond. Um, it has to mature or expire. Now, a maturity time can be anywhere between two and something like 20 or 30 years. Uh, again, it depends on the nature of the bond. Uh, now, the longer you wait for the bond to mature, the likely that it will the more likely that it will either go up or down uh, in value, uh, taking into account the interest rates. So let's say you invest in a bond uh, and you 
pay less than $100, uh, you've got a good bargain. You get income from the bond uh, into your SMSF, uh, whether it's every six months or every year. Uh, and then after it matures, it will return its face value of $100. So you've made a small capital gain. In most cases, however, the bond's value is going to be greater than $100 uh, because it's been on the market for quite some time and it's uh, moved up for uh, various reasons. So if you bought the bond at more than $100, uh, then you will still receive the same uh, face value of $100 when the bond matures uh, at the end of its uh, term, uh, which means you have made a bit of a capital loss. Uh, however, the income that you receive from the bond, uh, depending on how many years you've held the bond, it can cover that capital loss. Uh, however, a capital loss, uh, cannot reduce your accessible income. Uh, it can only be offset against a capital gain. So uh, investing in bonds, uh, is the taxation considerations is that it is subject to capital gains provisions and the income that your SMSF receives from the bond uh, is going to be in the form of interest income, uh, which again, it's taxable in your SMSF at 15%. Uh, the other type of investment uh, that has been uh, fairly common in the past is uh, fixed interest and cash. Now, once upon a time, we're talking way beyond the global financial crisis, uh, term deposits rates were as high as around 10 to 12%, even a little bit more if you held the term deposit for more than 12 months. And that's made SMSFs grow uh, up to that particular point. However, we do need to look at reality now. And in fact, uh, the Reserve Bank uh, has put its cash interest rate at 0.25%, which is uh, the lowest it's been in Australia uh, for a very, very long time, uh, perhaps the lowest in the history of the country uh, that it, the interest rate has been. So the more competitive term deposit rates, uh, they'll pro probably provide you with 1%, uh, and that's on the basis that you hold the uh, term deposit for more than 12 months. So uh, in this day and age, uh, interest and cash uh, investments may not be a uh, suitable investment. However, you may your SMSF does require to have suitable amount in its uh, cash uh, in order to pay for its uh, short-term commitments, for example, example, if you're paying uh, a, a member a pension or if you're paying uh, your tax liabilities uh, or if you're having to pay quarterly tax instalments, you do need to have sufficient uh, amounts in cash. Uh, now, you don't really have to have $50,000 in cash or whatever, you know, huge amounts uh, in cash there, but sufficient to be able to cover uh, any short-term obligations uh, that you have. Now, there are a lot of other uh, different types of uh, investments that your SMSF can make, but due to the nature of this uh, episode and this uh, topic, uh, it's going to be divided over a number of sections. So in the next section, uh, we'll discuss other investments like property, uh, real property, and uh, um, uh, some of the other uh, types of investments that have uh, started to you know, experience a growth in the past. So stay tuned for the next part of this segment.